Yay! Hello. Yay! We're back. We're back on it together. Sorry for disappearing for a really long time. I have been so insanely busy. Lucy has been traveling the world still. Yeah. That's where but we're at. We're here. We're back. We're here today. We are. And we have some very exciting stuff. And we have so much stuff planned, too. So, like, even if we're I only know, posting. I'm so excited about it. Even if we're only posting, oh. like, once every couple weeks, you best tune in because it's going to be good. Um, Trust it's still on our minds. It's still on our minds. Here's a hint on what's coming up soon. Um, celebrity couple conspiracies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be taking everyone back to their uh, 2016 emo phase. Hey. And we're going to Especially do... me, because I, I need to be educated on that. Oh, it's so good, and I'm so excited. And if you have a guess of what I'm talking about, let us know. Maybe I'll get a shout-out or something. I don't know. I'm so excited. Um, and then we'll be doing another bad book review soon. Um, Yay. I'm really so excited for that. I'm sad the library hasn't gotten back to me yet. I read it and absolutely fucking it. hated it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've been swearing so much. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I-, I hated it so much. I remember I read it in like a day. Because when my mom was teaching middle school, when she was at Oliver, um, she would come home to me and be like, all my students like really love these books and you know it's like younger siblings of people that we went to school with and stuff yeah so i'd be like oh i have to check them out and like this one was just absolutely awful i hated it so (laughs) i i feel like i've seen it before but like never in a serious way everyone seemed to love it and i mean this was like teenagers in a middle school classroom but like even on (laughs) book talk i see it from time to time and i'm like this is the worst thing here's the thing you have to be you have to be careful with book talk because they'll recommend the worst books you've ever read in your life. They will. I will um, say my little sister see, who has never read a book in her life has been reading because of Colleen Hoover. Um, oh, my God. She likes Colleen Hoover. Oh, she loves Colleen Hoover. Have we not talked about this? Oh, I think you probably mentioned that. I she just thought she would she would come around eventually. Well, to, no, it to made not her, liking Colleen Hoover. She read. She whoa! What did I just say? She read. <laughs> um, she read. She read. It ends with us, and really liked it. And of course, I had the conversation with her of like, okay, here's why we're not going to idealize abusive relationships. Yeah, and whatever. But she hey, liked- and let's also let's not idealize writing letters to Ellen DeGeneres. Please. Yeah, what? Um, that's weird but she really did enjoy it and she read it in a couple days which is awesome like I don't know if she's ever read a full book um which is great (laughs) like it just makes me happy that she's reading and then I didn't hear much for a while about uh old Colleen Hoover and yesterday Mm -hmm. I got a snap from Caroline of her reading Verity and she loves it and honestly we should read that for the podcast that's the one you read too yeah and I had mixed feelings telling me I remember you telling me a little bit about it. I just remember that the names were wild. She always chooses the crazy names. I read it in a day. Like, it was one of... Like, I could not put it down. But, like, That's the thing with bad books, though. Or, like, books that are written poorly, but they're, like, very drama-filled. Like, it it's was like, crazy. They're the easiest to read. So, we're gonna need to read that one, too, because now I need to remember why I liked it, and we need to talk about it. Okay. Um, I'll put it on my list. I'm reading another book talk book right now. Which one? It's the Everything I Know About Love. Is it good? Do- 
I don't like it. No. I know. It's like, but to I... be fair, it's like, it's just very her talking about how much she likes guys. And I, know. I don't know. It's just like, she's just describing her wild 20s. And it's just like, I just, I'm finding it very hard to relate to. Yeah. And I thought it would be it's... like female friendships I... and family love and, you know. And she's got a little bit of that in there. And those are my favorite chapters. It's just very much like trying to be the quirky author of a memoir. Yeah. Um, which isn't the type of memoir that I like. And I just like the... I... Oh, yawn. Um, sorry. <laughs> I thought something happened. I was like, what? No, I um, just yawned. Um, there is a collection of short stories that I've read a few of that I really enjoy. That's called What We Talk About When We Talk About Love. Okay, um, I've heard of that before. By Raymond Carver. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only read a little bit of it, and I actually am looking at it right now. It's in my bookshelf. I'm going to pull it out and read it today. But I liked it. Um, it's a 1981 collection of short stories, so it's a little outdated. But I don't, like, it's interesting. That's cool. I'll have to I'll have to check it out. I love a good like short story. Yeah, book. There's like I'm on the internet now. Um, but yeah, the title story, what we it's a collection of short shorties. Wow, okay. Short shorties. Short shorties. Short shorties. Short shorties. Short shorties. <laughs> um but the story called what we talk about when we talk about love is like a couple couples sorry guys i can't talk today uh two couples (laughs) awesome they're like sitting around and they're just talking and it's just a normal conversation and like they're talking about love and they're talking about life and i just like it it's one of those like it's so real and kind of mundane in the ways life is and like that's what makes it interesting Mm -hmm. so i'll get back to you guys on that because i want to read it again i want to read the rest so if i come back next week and i'm like just kidding guys it was terrible um it's okay but i remember really liking that you'll let us know so um yeah i love a i love a mundane story that's more about character than plot yeah i will say too in terms of short stories i'm reading one right now called uh five tuesdays in winter by lily king um I read her book, Writers and Lovers. I really liked it. It's another, like, kind of mundane life story that I just, the the writing was beautiful. Like, the way she tells stories is incredible. And she lives in Maine. She's a Maine author. Um, Aw. Local. Yeah. But no, that one's, she's great. I really like her writing. Um, I also, I read a really interesting book that I randomly picked out. I don't like sci-fi at all, and I didn't quite realize that's mm-hmm. what I was reading. Um, but I checked out this book at the library called My Murder by Katie Williams. My Murder? My Murder. And Oh, that's why you picked it out. Yeah. <laughs> I read the synopsis a little bit, and I was like, cool, she's trying to solve her own murder. Okay, and like just got it. It's this sci-fi world where, like, I think it's five women... They figured out how to, like, essentially clone people and bring them back after they die. And 
they like they don't do it to everyone they have to be picky about who they choose but these five women got brought back after being killed by a serial killer and it's just kind of about like their experience being back in their lives and then the main character finds out like she actually wasn't murdered by this serial killer so like who the hell killed her um that's cool it's really it was really interesting and the world building was really well done i thought the end was a little bit anticlimactic but i also like i did enjoy it because i don't like Mm sci-fi and i totally believed this world like it everything she said made sense and was not like cheesy that's awesome i liked it that's cool so that's a good one that's a cool idea yeah no i thought it was really well done i liked it good um that's nice I love when we don't talk in a while, and then we just get on here and tell everyone, like, what we've been consuming. Yeah. I've been watching Shameless Um, with my roommates. Okay. That show is crazy. Is it? Um, I think you might like it. It's like a- I probably would, It's a very dark comedy. Um, my roommates have also been- I've been been watching- Go ahead. I've been watching Modern Family as always and just so much YouTube. Yeah. But I've also watched some movies here and there. Love it. What were you saying? Oh, I was just going to say my roommates also have been doing what they like to call playing Tinder. um, Where they get on Tinder and they swipe and they match with people and then they mess with men. Um, That's awesome. And I have seen... It's even more awesome when you airplay it to the TV so everyone can join in. I have seen some stuff. Um, <laughs> some of these men are crazy. There's this one who, like... Oh, yeah. There's this one Never who trust like, a man. I want you to degrade me. And so Ew. we were. We were totally, like, messing with him. <laughs> it was like, he said it to one of my roommates, and she was like, I'm not comfortable doing that. So we gave it to one of my other roommates who, like, does this constantly Was just for fun. And so we're all in on it. Like, there were three or four of us all, like, making fun of this man. Oh, And he, like, he gets off That's on so it. Funny. It's wild. Ew, but then, like, that is so weird. She keeps leaving him on open. And it'll keep coming back, like, like, please. Like, like ew, ew. Like, that gives someone that I know. Yeah, it's sort so of. weird. Somebody that I used oh, to know. Oh, my headphones just died. Well, while Amelia's going to get her other headphones, I guess I'll talk about how I watched Five Nights at Freddy's again the other night, and it was awesome. So, that's what I have to say about that. I also rewatched But I'm a Cheerleader recently. That movie is so funny, and also so cute. Okay, I'm back. We're back. Okay, Um, we're back. Sorry, my headphones. My headphones messed everything up. It's okay. We're back Um, at this point in time. I don't know how much we're going to have to cut out. But you talked you could about just, watching Five Nights at Freddy's. We could just restart that whole section. Amelia was okay. telling us about the hit 2016 movie Dirty Grandpa, which I've never heard of. I think it's like 2019. It says 2016 here. Oh, okay. But it's uh, wow. it, it has a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Do Did playing Tinder get in? That was before my headphones died. That right? was before your headphones, yeah. Okay, good. That needs to stay. Um, <laughs> we gotta make sure we get that in there. <laughs> we gotta make sure we talk about, like, the stupid men. Um, okay, so 
I watched Dirty Grandpa with my roommates, which is essentially Robert De Niro, who I'm pretty sure he's in The Godfather. I could be completely wrong about that. He's a very famous actor. Um, plays Zac Efron's grandfather, and essentially they stumble upon, like, a college spring break. Okay. And it's Dirty Grandpa. Like, it's vile. He's terrible. And he and Aubrey Plaza do hook up multiple times. The grandpa, not Zac Efron. What? And it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So we watched that, and then immediately after that, my roommate puts on... I forget the actual title, but it's the Ted Bundy movie starring Zac Efron. <laughs> so As... the switch from Dirty Grandpa to the Ted Bundy movie that is was crazy. crazy. I will talk the about... Ted Bundy. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the Ted Bundy movie was really great and I do recommend it. Your turn. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, can we talk about how Jack Efron... Zach Efron. <laughs> Sorry. I was looking at something that said Jack. Sorry, guys. How Zach Jack. Efron has completely changed his face shape and he looks so scary now. Yeah. Also, he sang multiple times in Dirty Grandpa. Was it really? good? Like Troy Bolton? Yeah. Oh, I forget he likes saying. Me when he, he can sing. I always forget that he was in The Greatest Showman. He I was just like say he was that. a fine looking like he was a normal looking guy. Why do you have to go and change his yeah. um Oh speaking of, have you have seen you... Iron Claw? No. I haven't okay. seen it yet, but I've heard it I've heard I've only heard good things. Yeah, I wanna see that. Um I was gonna say, have you seen on TikTok the guy who's like the guy who does surgery on people's faces? That one plastic surgeon? Yeah, who's like actually like completely messed up this woman they all look insane they look terrifying what's his do you know his name i don't remember um here i can look it up real quick but i remember seeing one of those late at night and terrifying literally i was so scared so sad searched weird tiktok plastic surgeon um (laughs) No, it's a guy, isn't it? I think it is a guy. Okay. Um, oh, Dr. Kim? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the first thing it says is uh, plastic surgeon is ruining people's faces. It is crazy. It is so strange. Um, but yeah, one more media update from me. Um, as you guys know, Two episodes ago, the one with both of us. I forgot you did an episode in between. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't listened to it, but I'm going to. Oh, that's okay. Um, what did you talk about? Did you have a topic? Um, I. What did I talk about? I think I kind of just chatted, or I can't remember. But I'm so sorry. I'm getting so distracted, guys. You have to look up Dr. Kim on TikTok. This is terrifying. You have to. It's so scary. They look like cat people. It's really... They look like the, the cast of the 2020 hit film Cats. Or maybe it was 2019. 
<laughs> Wait, um, why didn't why didn't y'all get Dr. Kim on the set? Oh, that's so scary. <laughs> He's trying to make them look younger and they just look terrifying. That's so sad. It's so scary. That is actually the saddest um, thing. How could you live with yourself after doing that to someone? Oh. Okay, I'm not, not I'm gonna stop looking at that. That's making me sad. Yeah, don't okay. get sad. Um so I did literally three days after we recorded that episode i did watch the entirety of the watcher um it's <laughs> okay. like eight episodes on awesome. netflix and it it's not was, it's not documentary it's based off of it right it's not it is based off of it yes okay so it's not a documentary it's not it's like based on a true story so they changed the names and they changed the characters and they add in a bunch of subplots and like weird character things that are going on that mm-hmm. like did not happen in real life but if you know the story like even just from listening to our episode like even just based on what i've read about it and have been able to talk about you can tell that all the characters in that show you can know exactly who everyone was based off of like it was very clear the letters were almost the same in some instances um the dad goes crazy trying to catch this guy like he becomes obsessed like that's on par mm-hmm. um and they leave the show unsolved which i don't know how i feel about that because they did present multiple um they did present multiple um what's it called scenarios of like what it could be what could have happened like yeah. very plausible like it could have ended with someone mm-hmm. um and it didn't and i think ending it unsolved obviously keeps it true to the real story because the real story is still unsolved but also they introduced a bunch of plots and like possibilities and then didn't go with any of them so that was a little confusing Mm -hmm. to me because i was like yeah if this is going to be based on a true story you could have picked someone and wrapped it up like for entertainment value or whatever yeah Um, and also if you're adding in a bunch of stuff for like to add like something to the story like you can go ahead and end follow it with through that. on it yeah yeah um but it was good i do recommend it um jennifer coolidge was in it which is fun Love. i've been watching her in a lot of stuff lately <laughs> um but i did like it. it was a good watch it had its creepy moments it had its kind of weird funny moments some of the characters reminded me of like the characters in a series of unfortunate events <gasps> the show Love just in that. terms of like the weirdness you know yeah um so Can't i like be. that that show is so good by the way i love that show a uh, series of unfortunate events yeah i love neil patrick the books Harris. the books are so good the books are I, so good like i loved them as a kid and anytime anyone would ask me about them i'd be like you know there are 13 books because 13 is the unlucky number right <laughs> yeah i just love it i um, love them but yeah the watcher was good if you're in the mood for something check it out um I'm going back to my roots. I've been watching Monk a lot lately. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been kind of itching to to rewatch Lost lately. <gasps> I have too. Because I'm so like the podcast. I literally keep talking about Let's Get Haunted. They just did an episode on Malaysian flight, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did another plane one, and they kept making Lost references. I was like, I want to watch it. I do like. 
I watched it when I was so young and I don't remember a ton about it. Like I remember like big plot points, but like I just know yeah. I know how obsessed I was with it when I was younger and I know I could go full force into a new obsession with this. So I'm like, do I do it? I think we should. Maybe we should. I think we should do it together. We um, should. Cause I really I liked it a lot. I mean, everyone has their issues with Lost. And it does eventually get to a point where, like, you could tell they didn't know what they were doing. But it had its moments of, like, you couldn't not love it, you know? Yeah. Me, personally, no notes. <laughs> I ate it up. I was also younger, though, so I might have more notes this time around. But Yeah. We I feel like do that. I've seen the it. first episode, like, maybe 20 times. So I might start with it's the second so episode. Good. It is really good. Really good. Um, but, yeah. Sorry, I yawned again. Um, Should we get into our topic for today? I'm so excited. Can we please? I've been telling so many people we're covering this because I'm so excited. This, uh, guys, the the topic for today is something that I just love, love, love to chat about. Because one... Also... Go ahead. It's a... Sorry, I will shut up, I promise. But it's a (laughs) weird true story that we are weirdly close to. We are strangely, scarily close to it. So it is weird. Okay, I'm shutting up. Go. We love cults. We, we love, love learning. We love learning about eerie stories. Clearly, uh, I feel like we talk about them all the time and we consume them all the time. This one, however, hits a little bit closer to home, for many in many different ways. So today, I'm going to talk about Gwen Shamblin and the Way Down Cult, which yeah. I know I've talked about it on here before. I know probably everyone listening who's my friend has heard me chat about it because I'm addicted and obsessed with the story um, and with Gwen Shamblin. Like, I I make jokes that we're like best friends and I call her Gwenny and all that, but it actually, like, she terrifies me. Um, I am going to let you, I promise, I w- I'm just so pumped. I just had coffee. Um, I promise I will let you tell the story, but everyone, before we begin, go look up Gwen Chamblin. Like, yeah, just look up a picture of I her. I was going to say, before we start, you need to see a picture of this woman because you have to have her in mind while I'm talking about her. She is, like, clinically insane. Like, her hair... Actually, if you look up young Gwen Chamblin, she's, like, actually... Um, I don't know she's if I've pretty. ever done that. Like, when she didn't have the... Uh, when she didn't, when her hair wasn't like going crazy, like it looked cute, and I was like, "Oh, the hair is weird to me." Yeah, I do oh, not know. She is pretty. They even say it in the documentary, like no one, like everyone thought her hair was crazy, but no one told her about it because who's gonna say that to the cult leader? You know. Um, yeah. Did did this is jumping ahead again? We can cut it out, but I'm seeing a bunch about how Sarah Paulson plays her in the yes. documentary is that real um yeah what sarah paulson yeah actually maybe because i i know i haven't seen i haven't seen that documentary or the um there's like a little there's a movie that's based off of it i think oh, okay i haven't seen that but um no but not the one that i watch um Sarah okay. Paulson doesn't play I'm, her in that. Although okay, that I'm kind of get into it now. That kind of would be um 
they kind of look similar i don't know whatever yeah so did you end up watching the way down or no i did not but i am planning on it okay um i just haven't had time as we all know my dad is obsessed with it though yeah so and probably gonna tune in essentially here are the reasons that drew me into this story and then i'll like start talking about gwen shamblin specifically um i don't know if you guys know this but i have an eating disorder and um so i just think this this uh i usually get very easily triggered by any talk of food and i'm i i like sure did get triggered watching this but i'm just like so fascinated by it um I don't know. You'll you'll figure out what this has to do with food in a little bit. Uh, also, here's another thing. She was born and raised in Tennessee. Not too far from where Amelia and I grew up. I'll have you know. Not at all. She had the same... I think she was in... I don't know if she was in my zip, zip code, but she had a Brentwood address. Yeah. And I did too. Absolutely. And thirdly, I'm related to the bitch. So. <laughs> Wait. You are? Are you joking? Wait, you're related? Wait, did I know this? Oh my god, I feel like I talk about this every chance I get. I'm related to her. How? Explain this again. Okay, my cousin Elsie, friend of the pod, Avi, she's probably our yes. number one supporter. She's always got that plan. Her uncle's aunt is Gwen Shamblin. Okay, maybe you did tell me this. So Okay. So like you're related to I'm related to through marriage, not by blood, thank God, but That is crazy. It's a little too close for comfort. Did maybe you did tell me this. Because I feel like did you tell my dad when we were talking about Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was probably the last time I heard about that's, it. That's like, that I completely is completely forgot. <laughs> that is the big reason why I'm like, I need to know everything about her. But I'm not related through um, blood, but through marriage, it's a little too close. A little too close. Lucy is related to a cult member. Me when leader, I'm related to sorry, a cult leader. A cult, yeah, literally. Um, But yeah. It's crazy. It's terrifying when you think about how big this all got. And I'm like, I cannot believe, I cannot mm-hmm. fathom the fact that I'm related to her. However, she has not talked to that part of the family since she was very, very young. Like, um, Elsie's uncle, like, never really even knew her. Um, okay. just because she, she, like, kind of disconnected from her whole family and what she grew up, what she grew up on. Anyways. Is, wait, so if it's Elsie's uncle, Gwen Shamblin was his aunt... Yes. That means she was his sister. His mom's sister, sorry. Yeah. Dad's. Yes. Can we do we know if Elsie's uncle's parents are still alive? Cause they... we should talk to them. I don't know. I don't know, but hey, I'll look into that. That would be super should... cool. Oh, that would be so cool. Okay, sorry, that was a side thought. No, that's a that's a good idea anyways or even like the uncle if he knows anything okay yeah moving on okay so feeling a little too close to this story and let me talk about miss gwendolyn henley shamblin lara that's her full name it's it's a hefty one (laughs) thank you You Um, she was born february 18th so 
we just passed her birthday uh 1955 so she's like our grandparents generation she i'll go ahead and tell you actually i'm gonna save that as a little surprise a little treat for the end she was originally a dietitian so she went mm-hmm. to the university of tennessee in knoxville and she grew I know up so many people who go there right i now. know she was born in memphis she grew up in tennessee um she graduated with an undergraduate degree in um food and nutrition she was a registered dietitian which terrifies me thinking thinking like looking ahead from what i know it just terrifies me that she was a licensed dietitian um she was a faculty oh go ahead i'm sorry i'm terrible that's okay if this i just love commentating on things if this woman if i went to see a dietitian and this woman walked in the door i am leaving okay immediately out of here take one look at her girl uh-uh. you're that no. with that hair no i'm not taking advice from you with that hair and like she's hair. clearly so unhealthy like, yeah absolutely not emaciated body like no thanks that's yeah, not the, not why i'm here um so she worked as a faculty member for memphis state university and she worked she worked in tennessee's department of health for five years which is crazy that should not be allowed crazy but she is most known for her way down workshop. So I'm so excited. <laughs> she grew up in the Church of Christ and very, very, very conservative tradition. Um, Church of Christ is it's very prominent in the South. That's what I grew up in. And it is one of the most conservative branches of Christianity. Um, and so she was she grew up deep in that life i'm pretty sure if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure her dad was like pretty high up in their church either like a pastor or something worked for i don't know deacon or something so she grew up amelia's mic is not working we're back okay never mind she's back um is she Wait, wait. Is Preacher's Daughter by Ethel Kane about Gwen Shamblin? Oh my god. Gwen <laughs> Shamblin is Ethel Kane. Whoa. These cars all over my body. <laughs> um, Do I make you feel sick? <laughs> Anyways. She's most known for creating the Way Down Workshop. She kind of separated from her family when she started this because, if you don't know, the Church of Christ tradition is very against, like, women speaking and women having authority over men in the church. And so when she started the Way Down Workshop, she got a lot of, like, lashback. Is that what it's called? Lashback? Yeah. This was in, like, the 80s or 90s, too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And... I think it was... Yeah. I think it was 90s, early early 2000s. And And so she ended up kind of separating from the Church of Christ, but she still held very, very conservative values. And I would really suggest watching um, The Way Down on HBO Max because it, it really... Oh, okay. I'm looking at her 
Wikipedia, she is not played by um, Sarah Paulson in Sarah Paulson. the movie. Okay. There is a movie called okay. Starving for Salvation that also kind of portrays her, but the documentary series is more recent and probably more truthful. Um, okay. The doc- comes at the documentary came after a very pivotal part in the story too yeah yeah it came out 2021 so this is a little bit about her backstory just keep in mind how she was raised uh and i'm going to talk about the way down workshop which was something that actually a lot of people did if you grew up in the south you probably know someone who did the way down workshop there are these books you could buy and it was essentially losing weight in a christian way or like essentially i don't really even know how it works because i haven't looked at the books but it was like every time she was trying to teach use the bible to to teach losing weight and uh i know that this is your episode but i did i did do a thing okay go ahead i am looking at one of the books right now Okay, you want to read some excerpts? Can I finish yes. saying this one thing, though? It was, yes, we, I can read it at the end, too. I okay. just want to let you know. I did find it. It was very centered as a, around... As yeah. It was very centered around, like, if you're starting to feel a craving for food, turn to God instead. Very, like, vague ideas like that. But what drew people in is that she claimed you could eat whatever you want and still lose a bunch of weight. Which was true. The whole book is just portion control. Um, so she didn't invent the the idea. Um, she was just using portion control and backing it up with the Bible. Um, I know my grandparents did the Way Down Workshop. I had neighbors who did the Way, way Down Workshop. I even had neighbors who went to the church that Gwen Shamlin started, which is terrifying. But do you want to yeah. read... Do you see anything that stands out? I do. So this is just the introduction. Um, and again, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to steal. Your no, thunder. no. It's I just our podcast. I was thinking girl. about it. I was like, what if I can get one of these books? So yeah. I just have an excerpt because I actually I'm logged in through the Nashville Public Library still on Libby, mm-hmm. and they actually don't have the book. Good. But there is an excerpt on here. Ooh, um, good. It's called The Way Down Diet, mm-hmm. and this is just the introduction. I'll just read a little bit. It says, welcome. You are about to embark on a unique program of weight reduction called The Way Down. And then there's a little cross right next to The Way Down. Mm-hmm. Every time mm-hmm. The Way Down is mentioned, there's a little like slanted cross, which is really funny to me. I don't know why. Yeah, it's like also, the logo. It's like TM. Yeah. <laughs> also, Way is W-E-I-G-H. Yeah. Oh, and it's also um, important to note the the documentary series is W-A-Y. Yes. That's what it's called, that but makes the, sense book, the book is W-E-I-G-H. Yes. Um, this book gives you the major concepts of what is being taught in video and audio form in the Way Down Workshop Cross Seminars across the country. Way Down Cross Seminars are held in over <laughs> 10,000 locations throughout the United States, Canada, and Europe, and are all held in churches of all denominations. I don't know if that's true. The all denominations part? Yeah, it was separated from Church of Christ, so I wouldn't be surprised okay. if it was all denominations, but okay. it was like, um, I don't think I realized this until like 
more recently, but like it was very, very, very popular, very widespread. It was. Um, and then it says we have entitled this book The Way Down Diet, but don't let the use of the word diet mislead you. The dictionary offers two definitions of the word diet. The first is the food and drink regularly consumed. Another meaning is to eat per- eat according to prescribed rules. We want to assure you that the way down diet is founded on the complete freedom found in the first definition. Way down cross is showing people on a daily basis how our God can transform their hearts and minds so that they can rise above the magnetic pull of the refrigerator. Exclamation point. Instead of emphasizing the caloric content of food, the way down workshop cross encourages you to focus on your natural internal hunger control. But more importantly, your focus will be trained to turn toward the will of God as it relates to food. Exclamation point again. Studies show that we are fatter than ever. And it seems that the more weight obsessed we are, the less we lose and the more we revile the pudgy, the plump, the rotund, the fat and the morbidly obese. The billion-dollar weight loss industry is a dizzying carousel of promises hardly ever fulfilled. Years of restrictive dieting have only strengthened the change of slavery to food. Wow. Whoa. Years of, yeah, <laughs> years of focusing on food and giving all our boredom, distress, and troubles to the pan of brownies have only increased our stress. Dieting has drained us emotionally, if not financially, and has exacerbated rather than solved our problems. Into this vortex comes the Way Down Workshop, Cross, which can offer up testimonials as enthusiastic as anything television weight loss gurus or liquid fasts ever produced. The inspiring sagas of women and men and children who lost 20, 50, 180 pounds and counting. That is um, crazy to implement with children, growing children. Not yeah. chill. Um, that's, that's a little taste of what you'd it. get she, in, in the work down work, uh, way down she workshop. She uses the magnetic pull of the refrigerator multiple times Mm -hmm. yeah and i remember there's one specific quote where she's like we need to stop bowing down to the refrigerator and bow down to jesus which right crazy this quote is crazy too it says this book emphasizes god's power not willpower so the whole workshop is essentially like you having willpower and having your own self-control won't help you you need god that's what i'm getting from Mm -hmm. it and God wants you to lose weight. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, crazy. But this was introduced in the 1980s, so understandable. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it drew a lot of people in because you didn't have to cut out foods that you didn't like or you didn't have to exercise necessarily. That's kind of like what she said in a few of the recordings in the documentary. So naturally, I mean, mean, if you have grown up in the South and you're a hardcore Christian and it's the 80s and everyone's super fat phobic, of course, you're going to want to try it out. Of course, you're going to be like, oh, let me see what this is all about. And I will say that's essentially what Weight Watchers is. It's Mm -hmm. all about portion control. You could literally you don't have to eat certain foods. You can eat whatever you want. Just, like, each food has a specific number of points, and those are, like, determined in different ways. Yeah. Um, and I, I did do Weight Watchers for a minute, not my proudest moment, but I was eating fine. Like, you know, I could eat. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, it made you focus on what you were eating. Like, if you were hungry and you didn't yeah. have a lot of points left, like, go find a zero-point food or something like that. Yeah. And it did work. Um, I just, I don't really condone dieting at all. No, um, and and also like great for me. this 
I don't think I'm a firm believer that dieting is not good for us. Like we don't need to be thinking about food that much, you know? No. Um, yeah. And obviously like talking like this is so triggering for so many people. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't think it's healthy ever. Um, yeah. And it's just crazy that she was like, we're taking the focus off of food and onto God when she's talking about food this entire freaking documentary like literally the magnetic pull of the refrigerator like, like come on it sounds sinful yeah like, oh and that was her point like she she focuses a lot on greed and gluttony and it's like yeah. dude what are you doing we gotta eat like like sorry we gotta eat we and sorry i'm eating like yeah. sorry i'm serving <laughs> and eating <laughs> and sorry you can't eat for anything Um, yeah um so essentially the program was offered in about 600 churches about 15 years after it started then it kept growing and kept growing and eventually she she started holding these like um what would they be called like get-togethers every summer like little um What would that be called? Yeah, like retreats every summer um, until eventually she started her own church called Remnant Fellowship, which is in Franklin, Tennessee. Very, very close. Very, very close. Driven past it. Yeah, we've driven driven by it many times. I've had friends who worked right by it. Um, We know people who went there for a minute, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Some of my neighbors went there, which is terrifying. Um, and makes sense, but we'll yeah, talk about it that. It does make sense. <laughs> off, 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 off air. Ca- off air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's very scary. And w- what's really scary to me is like, if you drive past it, it, it is so eerie looking. Like the building is this classic, like church, like white, white brick. Um, but there's like no greenery around it. And it's a pretty big area. Like it's a pretty big piece of land. There's no greenery. There's like, it's just very dry. And like, I don't know, it just, it's very eerie to me. Um, if you watch the documentary, like the shots they show of, of that, um, building is really scary. And, and it's, it also, sorry. Yeah. No, it always seemed super abandoned. Yes. It Um, always looks super abandoned. Which again, makes sense now, but yeah. I don't know if I had ever seen people there. Like, it was really weird. Yeah. And um, I don't know how true this is, but I had a friend who worked, um, like, in the area, not at Remnant, but, like, in a building next to it, and said that he would hear, uh, like, them playing ambient sounds of children playing at night. I remember you telling to me make that. it seem I don't know less abandoned because it just it it's very eerily quiet over there and everyone who goes to that church kind of lives in the same neighborhood it's very very exclusive uh secretive community and, and rich this is like oh upper yeah class oh white, absolutely like, yeah upper class white privileged people who grew up in conservative Christian households so um remnant fellowship church which is still going on today you can still visit today i would not visit today it kind of turned into one of those mega churches almost they've they've got they've introduced a ton of electronics and cool things into all their services they would broadcast their services but 
if you guys want to donate to the podcast venmo me enough money for a plane ticket and i will fly to nashville this summer and we will go to <laughs> remnant church for we'll, research. Vi- we'll take a little visit to remnant church we'll be insiders that would My actually venmo be is amelia dash toad <laughs> that would be so terrifying we we come in and they're like uh a little wary of us I'm like no guys come on i'm related to gwenny like why <laughs> why <laughs> i just want to learn come on no i gotta study up in case they try to like test me i know I you fail. gotta <laughs> I would hit the books hit the books oh yeah um, hit the book the book the book um so let me see where i am in this story okay so i'm gonna kind of talk about how because okay all of this on the surface it still seems like i don't know similar to weight watchers it's like yeah is it unhealthy to think about food that much is it unhealthy to kind of link that to shame and guilt yes but what what are they doing wrong how how are they being accused of of a cult um that's where the documentary comes in you kind of get um a look into what's actually going on in there and why they're so secretive uh the way down follows several ex-members um who kind of share like horrific experiences of just how they were shamed uh for what they looked like in the church um and just like the way that Gwen Shamblin talked because you know like a big thing about cults is their leaders being very charismatic and very convincing and uh stuff like that yeah she was very much that and it always like confused me because if you look at what she believes it is very still church of christ centered she doesn't believe that women should be leading although she is leading you know it seems like she's she's the exception to that rule um and they kind of show that in the documentary they have like a tier list and they're like female and children members of the church are at the bottom and then it's like um the men of the church and then the leaders who are all men and then gwen's above them all and then god yeah that's how that hierarchy went which is so strange to me However, I don't know. I feel like cult leaders are are usually a little bit uh hypocritical anyways, but yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The the first thing that kind of caught my attention when watching this documentary, obviously there's a lot that catches your attention was their treatment of children. So, this is really scary. However, I'm going to talk about it. So, obviously, restricting growing children's diets, not okay, uh, could have very serious side effects in the future. That's already rule number one, like, bat- red flag number one. In, let's see, when was this? In 2003, Joseph and Sonia Smith were charged with the murder of their child. Um... They were a part of Remnant Fellowship, and there had been um, signs of the way that they were disciplining disciplining him 
they would beat him a lot um and they would beat him with foot long glue sticks uh belts and heated coat wait glue sticks yeah like um you know the like hot glue sticks yeah that are really long those can do oh. some like serious damage if you're like that would slap. hurt yeah oh absolutely um belts and heated coat I, hangers i envisioned like elmer's glue sticks it's <laughs> really just throwing glue sticks at <laughs> <Sorry>. you <laughs> this, is, this is such a dark story and all yeah. i could see was like the purple glue stick. <laughs> no uh so apparently there were so many signs he had so many bruises they had been hitting him like that and when they were kind of confronted about it they said that's what gwen shamblin told us to do that's what Gwen said God had told her what we would do to children to keep them obedient and submissive. And so Gwen was all about like um, the, the part in the Bible where it's like, respect your elders, respect your parents, obey your parents. Ugh. And Ugh. essentially these, this was the, the ideas she proposed to a lot of couples in the church for how to handle um, they're quote unquote like crazy or disobedient children when it's just children. That's just how children act, you know. Um, yeah. it, it's it's not their fault they can't sit through a three hour long service. No children can sit still that long. Um, so she would kind of act as like the church's therapist and kind of like do couple counseling and she would give like just crazy advice on what to do in marriage and what to do in um with children and disciplining children and so i would like to go to couples counseling with gwenny shamblin would you for the plot because she would tell you to stay oh my god that would be she would tell you to stay with a husband that raped you she would oh just kidding oh my god yeah oh yeah she she's awful like this it's terrifying that this was happening like 15 minutes away from where i grew up and that's um, insane i didn't realize oh my god i didn't realize it was that intense oh yeah and so she's the one who told these this couple to uh hit joseph whenever he was acting out joseph is a little kid he was eight year old years old when he died um and and part of the reason was because they would lock him in like very tiny spaces with his hands tied for a long amount of time um there was uh one time when the the police found that they had locked joseph in his room with nothing but a bible and a picture of jesus for days no food no water wouldn't let him out for the bathroom they just locked him in the room with a bible for days an eight-year-old like that, that is, is crazy that it is what crazy. do they think that's gonna do i don't know but it, it like, just got literally... him also how's he gonna know the bible if you're locking him in a dark room where he can't read and can't turn the pages like yeah you know like what is the point of that that's so bizarre yeah um so joseph the eight-year-old died because he his head was hit too hard when they were locking him into like a chest um and acute and chronic abuse was was what um 
the examiners concluded. And it's crazy because another child in the family had already died 11 weeks before um, from some kind of sickness, but they also like suspected maltreatment of that child as well, which is so crazy. Um, I just like, I don't know. It's just horrific. So wait, do we know? So these parents that were eventually like caught and Mm -hmm. like taken in for their children's death. Yeah. Like, did they serve sentences or did they get out? Yes. They both went to jail. They both went to jail. So thankful. We're talking about rich white South and yeah. uh, And you'll see this. (laughs) I was like fully expecting them to be living in green Hills, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, there are instances that they'll talk about this in the uh, in the documentary where Shamblin and her church paid for legal defense for so many adults and so many of them got off. And this is just Do we like know where that money is coming from. That's a plot point later, right? I mean, she, she like you have to understand, like she came from a rich white family, but also like. The Way Down Workshop was being sold and taught everywhere. Like, okay, so she she, was just making a lot she of money. made a lot of money off of this. Um, gotcha. So yeah, this is just like, this is just a couple who was caught. You know, so many other people got let off the hook because of Gwen Shamlin and her money and her secretiveness. I don't know. Yeah, but that part was like the scariest to me in the documentary just like i don't know i just hate hearing about kids being abused but feels like they're all yeah. they always are in cults um it's awful so another part that really like threw me off um so gwen taught against divorce obviously because she's um conservative christian but she divorced her husband David Shamblin in 2018, I think, because she met Joe Lara. Oh, and I don't so know she if met you... the new guy before she got a divorce. Yeah, I don't know if you know Joe Lara, but he was an actor no. and he played Tarzan in like the live act he he played tarzan in the live action tarzan movies apparently he like was never christian did not grow up religious was like like super like american actor and martial artist yeah literally complete opposite (laughs) complete opposite of gwen champlin she is so scary looking i know i know she is Amelia, I'm telling you, you have to watch this documentary because the way he comes into her life is so like it does it does not make any sense because he has okay, never I'm start it tonight. He has never been religious. He just like you talk to an ex girlfriend of his, and she is like super cool, super chill, super left leaning, and was like he has never been like this. These are not his values. Like honestly, okay, I feel like I he, am gonna watch it. I'm going to start it tonight because this okay. is crazy. It is crazy because honestly, I like, I feel like, I don't know. I think he just wanted power and Slash was a gold digger. And so he <laughs> married Gwen Shamblin and you never really hear from David, his, uh, her first husband. You never really hear from him again. 
um because he was kind of just thrown off to the sides um and i think the theory a theory that some people have in the documentary is that like i mean she was trying to keep up appearances she she had two like beautiful shining children uh she was like getting her hair done i guess and uh, she was like i need a young <laughs> i need a young spry leader for a husband um so <laughs> i have such a good idea okay so if you guys fund this trip for me to go to nashville <laughs> we will go to remnant for research we will also go visit gwen shamblin's hairdresser um, we'll also get it done <laughs> did you know yeah that's oh, yeah. all of her no, that's, that's all meant. her hair there is no yeah, extension nothing it's all her hair i'm like girl you also, weren't eating like, anything how did you have hair <laughs> <laughs> big hair was a style in the 80s but mm-hmm. that's not even like 80s big hair i and, don't even know what that is and in the 80s she didn't have big hair she had a normal hairstyle yeah. and it just kept growing that's over the so years weird. which is insane um so essentially in the documentary it's really sad because it talks about um you know ex-members and how they were treated um and it does focus a lot on these two parents who lost their child to the cult she's she's still alive but these two parents they were never involved but she met this guy who was a part of remnant and he completely brainwashed her and she's still in the cult today and these parents are just talking about how like we've completely lost our daughter she does not trust us she will not talk to us anymore which is so scary um i think like i think the the father's opening line was like you always tell your 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 child to watch out for strangers or watch out for this, but you never tell them to watch out for cult. Um, it was really yeah. just very scary, but something that, um, Yikes. got me thinking about this is, which is why I wanted to do this podcast is cause before I, I came to Belfast, uh, I was working in Jenny's and this dot, this, this, girl she could not have been older than nine and her dad came in and she was wearing a way down sweatshirt to jenny's crazy and like i i could not serve them i had to get someone else to serve them because i i like could not fathom how that father could could let (laughs) could let her be a part of that i don't know it was just really scary it's just scary that it's still going on today Anyways, yeah. I'm going to kind of speed through the rest of this. There's just like a bunch of horrific things that happen. And it's just very clear that Gwen Shamlin is just so controlling and uh, crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So while they were filming the documentary, uh, everything was still going as normal and they were kind of just trying to get i don't know just a documentary on this but while they were filming a plane crash happened and all my favorite and five leaders of the cult died in the in the in the plane crash they were on their way to a trump rally in florida Mm -hmm. and uh joe lara gwen shamblin's new hubby uh he had a plane license but it was expired and he was trying to fly a plane that he didn't really know anything about and so it crashed into percy priest lake 
and they all died. Joe Lara, Gwen, also... Gwen Shamblin, R.I.P. Gwenny. <laughs> they all died, and I would also like to mention, I did summer camp at Percy Priest Lake. I would also like, like to mention, I had my day on the lake the day after they crashed with my Wait, family. Really? Yeah, the day after they crashed with oh. my family, we went out on the lake, and I heard whispers about it. I was like, what's going on? And my little cousin was like, oh, the cult leaders died on this lake yesterday. Did you not know that? I was like, <laughs> and I literally was like, what cult? <laughs> and that's how I kind of got like interested in it. But that's crazy for that something like crazy. that to happen while they're filming the documentary. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize they were doc- fil- already filming the documentary when yeah. she was alive. I thought they yeah. filmed after. No, they were filming it while she was alive and they tried to get like uh, comments from her and she wouldn't say anything. Um, wow. Her daughter is still alive and I just found a news article that came out I did too. five days ago saying that she's ready I to. I just found it too. That she's ready to expand and she's ready to grow Remnant Fellowship, which is so terrifying. Um, that, I just found that. I was looking up like her kids. And please I look up Gwen Shamlin's daughter. She is terrifying. She's the most yeah. emaciated, terrifying shell of a person I've ever seen. Um, yeah. And this is a leaked recording that the news in Nashville found and she says you'll be lifted up if you follow this example if you followed my mother and follow me as I followed her that's her talking to um her church what is going on that is crazy yeah yeah it's really scary so I consider that a a a sign if if all of your leaders of your cult die there's something going on there. There's a higher power trying to tear down that cult. <laughs> My mom was telling, when she first told me this whole story, she told me about the plane crash part, and mm-hmm. I, I said, now that's God's plan. Yeah, God's that plan. It's really dark. I'm aware of how no, dark it is. No, no, I totally, really funny. I totally like, agree with you. Like, if there's proof so of funny. a God, it's imagine, that he destroyed those cult leaders. Imagine being a part of this cult and following these leaders and all of a sudden they randomly all die in a random plane crash in at all at the same time on the way to a trump rally yeah god is a woman and she was trying to save you guys yeah absolutely i really 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 would suggest watching the documentary because it follows some smaller stories within the cult and it just adds to the overall eeriness like it is it is crazy, and I'm sure there's stuff that I've forgotten because I watched it quite a while ago. But yeah, like, please, please, please watch it. It is so, so wild, and I cannot believe I'm related to her. That I forgot about that part of it. Yeah, that is so. I think the most the honestly, crazy. the most unsettling thing is how Joe Lara got involved with any of this because he had never, he'd always been pretty democratic, pretty like wild not not at all what he like the man had sinned the man had sinned sinned. let's just say the man had sinned (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's crazy it's so wild and i'll take any excuse to talk about it yeah but wow yeah i think watch the documentary i think you could you should watch it and maybe we could talk about it next 
time at a, a little a little bit before we start because that would be so fun absolutely yeah no i everyone yeah, listening I about this story this is your homework watch it please yes it's like five episodes too right like, yeah it's it's, it's pretty short um no i remember when i first heard this story my mom like one of her friends i lived in new hampshire at the time my family still lived in nashville but one of my mom's friends came over and like told them they had to watch this documentary and so the two of them just sat and stayed up like all night watching the whole thing and i got a call somewhere in the middle of it my mom was like did you know about any of this because we didn't know about any of it no it's we, it like, was so that's not so... our sphere that's not like our realm of yeah. life or whatever so like we just had no idea any of this had happened the way like so... when i found out about this i like went to my parents and i'm like guys how have we not been talking about like this is going on right next to us and they're like yeah we yeah. we knew about it our like your grandparents did that program and i was like <gasps> yeah no they do they go to that church no 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 no, no. they go no. to church of christ though right they do yeah okay but they but yeah, um don't they never did the remnant stuff because they're they're too conservative for broadcasting and live music are you serious yeah that is crazy. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. What? They won't go to a concert? They think a concert is sinful? No, just they don't want it brought into church. That's okay. What about I know. Christian music? I've got my gripes. I've got my gripes. No, they think Christian music should be a cappella solely. What? <laughs> Have they heard a cappella Christian singers? That should not be Christian music. <laughs> That is the complete opposite of what Christian music should be. Oh my god. <sighs> Crazy. Oh, that was so good. Thank you for bringing this story to us. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to talk about it anytime. And if we want to like ever go into like the smaller stories, because I was really interested in the story of the parents who their their daughter like met someone who completely brainwashed her into being into it. Like yeah we should talk about it's that. it's a wild story like it's really really interesting um also she would technically be like your aunt once removed mm -hmm. and also dead mm -hmm. or your great aunt great once aunt removed once removed something like that great but aunt once removed and in the ground mm -hmm. um well the lake Sorry, <laughs> in, in the, the lake, lake. <laughs> <laughs> well did they ever find him uh no it like completely blew up okay what if they're still alive no they're not they please don't tell me that <laughs> no they like <laughs> what the, if the plane they're gonna track us down after this <gasps> the plane was not <laughs> in one piece like it, it completely blew up yeah. but they did find human remains That's crazy so. uh Wild. yeah every time i go to percy priest i'm like let's catch up with let's catch up gwenny come on tell me what's been going on with you <laughs> it's like that dumb book i talked about on here with the lake where like the soul was in the lake yes i forgot about Is that Gwenny's soul <laughs> oh, in the lake no oh no no i've only had happy times on that lake Is gwen <gasps> um <laughs> no conspiracy what if joe lara did it all on purpose what if he realized everything that was happening i don't think so into it because well you'll figure this out when you watch the documentary Joe Lara has a kid with another woman from before Gwen Shamblin, and this other woman is trying to 
get full custody of her child because she's scared okay. of her child being in the cult. Gotcha. And okay. um, it that is also a really, really interesting story because if you think about how much money Gwen and Joe had and how often yeah. they used it to get people out of legal situations, um, this mother had no money and she completely taught herself everything um about law and was trying to win the custody of her daughter single-handedly it's it's actually really inspiring it's like it, it was the will of mothers the will of a mother unmatched. is crazy and it's yeah. it's it's really sad but it's real it ends it ends well so because okay. I'm very oh, oh my god amelia because her daughter was supposed to be on the plane that blew up but oh <gasps> but for some like for some reason her daughter didn't make it on last that second and like come on wow you can't tell me that was not fate you cannot tell me that was not fate but yeah you guys this is so cool i mean obviously it's not cool yeah. but you know what i mean it's very like, very interesting what human uh, humans yeah <laughs> yeah crazy that's crazy well thanks for oh, listening i'm so glad we talked about it i know me yeah. too I hope Sorry you guys I enjoyed so much. I know. I feel okay. like I do that every time you tell a story. I love your input. It's it's easier when we're on FaceTime too. FaceTime doesn't work while Lucy is yeah. in Lucy's. Unfortunately, and it's I can like raise my hand and yeah. you can just be like, "What? What yeah. do you want?" But like now, I have no option but to just start. And yapping. that's that's um, totally fine. Yeah, that's how our normal conversations. Yeah, we just, we're yappers that one at episode. heart. <laughs> Remember that one episode that we could not edit for the life yes. of us because we were talking over each other so much it was impossible to tell. We thought it, it was actually lined up. Yeah, we thought it was off, and then I was like, "No, we we literally just aren't listening to each other. We're just talking over each other." <laughs> was that the FLK episode? Maybe I don't remember. I remember like getting up early when i was in westfield one time and like sitting and trying to fix it and it took yeah. me like two hours like it took me so long because i don't know what we did we're gonna have that trouble with this one too with probably. the um that's okay the mic cut out but it'll be all right it's okay we'll figure it out i can do it if you want all right um, i'll have, I have time tonight but all right guys i'm uh, so excited we'll see you guys soon week for and the week after good things big things coming guys big things coming yeah. i don't i'm so excited i don't know how long my episode is gonna be honestly like i'm starting to compile information and like it might have to be a two-parter <gasps> that's also, okay we ever finish the FNAF floor no we didn't and i'm happy to continue oh oh hell yeah all right let's add that too we have so many okay we have so many episodes planned i'm so excited babel is not dead we are here babel and we will is grow. not dead we will somehow find a way to somehow grow our audience yeah we'll do but it thank you eventually to the 16 we got ads before the 16 that show up we can do it again we'll do it we'll get them yeah and we'll get people and it's fine yeah if anyone like wants to sponsor us or anything we will do ad reads for you hey amelia just get already already said her venmo like come on yeah <laughs> no i'm serious i mean i'm getting a lot of inspiration from that other podcast i've been listening mm -hmm. to but literally if you guys venmo us we will use it for the podcast yeah um we will do fun things i really want to do merch i feel like we're not big enough yet not quite i feel like if we have to stick with it a quite, little longer I, no i do feel like our very small audience right now would all willingly buy merch but like mm -hmm. what's the point if no one knows so yeah. 
you know, donate if you want us to do fun, cool things and go Lit. get uh, inducted into a cult um, with big hair. Yeah. And we need to figure out what we're yeah. going to do for our one year anniversary episode. That would be fun. We have to do something fun oh for my that. Gosh, Wait, that's June 1st, right? I think, yeah. It's closer than I thought. We've been that doing it for crazy. a long time. <sighs> yeah, we have to figure out what to do. Because if I go to Iceland, it's the week before. Okay. okay. We'll have to plan. We'll plan ahead. Maybe you could come see me in Iceland. <gasps> okay, pause. Okay. Put Things that on the back brewing. burner. Thank you for listening. Yeah, all right. We'll discuss. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Love and kisses. Bye.